No, no, no. We don't get to start over. Eric Thank you for tuning into the third. 20 for 20 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christian. I'm Jackson. This is Eric. Conference one champion, Jason. Okay, all right. We're in. We're ready to go. I got a small snippet, but, you know, hot start's always good. Guys, we're here today to talk about Week 10. Um, first off, uh, Week 10 was a sloppy week. Uh, but not for the pick'em. We all got seven correct. Our sweeps hit home all the way through. Adam, Mark, Rafi, and Jackson all delivered on the wins this week and did the pick'em pool proud. Um, and, uh, well, there was one major disappointment. Let me just put it that way. Uh, but starting off with a minor disappointment uh, was my team this week. I lost to Jason this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Stafford put up a absolute duck. He was just terrible um, for me. He had his worst week all year, uh, even worse than last week, which I thought was going to be his worst week all year. Um, his floor is is falling out from under him as we speak. He, uh, perennial twenty five point scorer to start the season <laughs> is now in the dumps, under ten points, scoring uh, barely more than PJ Walker. Uh, for the Panthers, and PJ Walker didn't even play the whole game, right? Didn't Cam play on the goal? Yeah, line? Cam played. It was kind of like a Trey Lance. He played like six snaps, right? Yeah. By the way, Cam was in scoring position. Yeah, you, right. you can't feel too bad though, Christian. You, you still would have beaten over half the teams in the league this Oh, absolutely. Week. Yeah, I still feel bad. So you gave me a, a serious run for my money. I was prepared to lose this game. Derrick Henry could have Samuel. could have been a difference maker here. It wasn't a this is true. I mean, when you're the running back that you started who scored zero points. Yeah. Like zero snaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that you was... guys are a return specialist. I mean, if anything, it's style points. Well, he was amazing the prior week, and he actually did get in and caught a pass. So I was like, hey, this guy might have earned uh, <laughs> uh, a small Christian slice of pie. I he don't got think he's point nine points. Yeah, I don't think he's ever caught a pass. This oh season. well, maybe he was targeted on a pass and he dropped it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, either way, I, I remember seeing him on the field. He ran a route, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He was out there. He had nine yards rushing. Rushing. So maybe it was. Maybe I was thinking of like a, t- a screen pass. Could have been that. No, no. He would have. And that was. And that was. Uh, was a 10 carries for nine yards. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, Nwangwu. I don't. He's oh, not going to be the starting lineup this next week. So an unfortunate well, loss true. there. Um, another loss that I personally didn't see coming uh, was Tom losing to Sydney. Um, I really hey, thought Sydney Truthers I, I keeping it. up. It wasn't the game that you expected. No, and I, I mean, really, how wrong was I when you get down to it? You know. Statistically, about six and a, or no, four and a half points wrong. Exactly, just four so. and a half points. So it, it, it turned and out Kittle, to be Kittle. a an old school football grudge match, scoring sixty four points to sixty in the win. That was I. That's a that's a tough divisional matchup, right? That's what you come. Both to teams know each other well. Yes. Oh yes. They know each other's playbooks, and uh, they couldn't get anything anything going. Tom needed 18 points out of George Kittle on Monday night, and he got 11 of them on the very first San Francisco drive of the game, and then he only had like two catches for 20 yards the rest of the rest of the way. Tragic loss. 
absolute absolute tragedy um another one that well actually i'm happy about but jackson and jason you guys might not be you guys picked michael last week but sam pulled out the win in that one and this was another low scoring affair sam won with 63 65 points to michael's 42 um and uh just no one showed up nobody showed up darren waller didn't make any impact in the game against kc um michael carter was the bright spot of michael's team and i i i thought it would be a lot closer frankly when i picked uh sam to win this one uh jason your thoughts michael let you down here yeah it was like an eric type game um sam really didn't have much business winning this game but i mean it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes um I was surprised that even with Aaron Jones going down, uh, he still performed well enough early on to get him the W. And yeah, it, it's tough when Michael just didn't check his team this week to pull um, Antonio Brown, but not that. I mean, Gabriel Davis would have gotten an extra um, 12 points, but he would have still lost by 11. So there isn't much that you can do um, when you have injuries and uh don't like check your team ahead of the game. Um, congrats to uh, Sam, though. Hard fought win, and he kind of faced an uphill battle after the Jones injury. We'll see yeah, what happens. Absolutely. And, um, well, here's another, I guess, um, sort of surprising thing. The Pick'em was split on the matchup between Hunter and Jacob. Um, and Jackson and I ended up being correct. Jacob pulled out a win 89 to 81. Um, really? What it comes down to is Colt McCoy didn't get negative points, uh, and the rest of the team did okay. Um, Daryl Williams had a night, and the Philadelphia Eagles showed up, uh, which is great. And Leonard Fournette continues to be a good option at that RB spot. So there was just some some pick them, I don't know, strife, if you will. Uh, uh, But those were the difference makers this week. And then... Uh, the biggest upset of the week that only Jason predicted as a squirrel and um, perhaps against, um, well, what we thought was our better judgment. Um, the matchup between Eric and Adithia has got to be the one we finish up the recap on. Guys, this uh, this is this is big. This is, this is crazy. Adithia is looking like he could be... Pulling in some late wins in the season here. Am I wrong? Yes. It wasn't like a pretty win for Adithia. He took one of Mac Jones' best games. I mean, Devontae Smith scoring two touchdowns against Denver. Eric? Not like, I mean, this is a cow, like, Eric Cowboy went against Denver, and you saw what happened there. Holy cow. Please, please go, please tell me what, what else. Okay. So, 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 okay. Number one, the Cowboys won against Denver. And we're down 30 to nothing until there was five minutes left in the game. And so you're going to try and say that Devontae Smith balling out against Denver doesn't mean something? Number two, Adithia could have just not started a quarterback, and he still would have beat you by 10 points. So to pull this, oh, it required a great big game from He beat you by 30 points. Yes, (laughs) 30 points. Like, Devontae Smith had, I think, his best week yet this whole entire year. And then you have Jake Elliott scoring 13 and the Carolina Panthers scoring 12. 
Like those are the top scores. Players okay. you like you don't so, really. So let's say that. let's say we have all of their scores. All right. So that's ten points off. Seven, twenty-three. All right, twelve twenty-eight points off. Fantastic. You're tied. Okay, that's I like it's still not pretty points. <laughs> like I it took like yeah, it, it's fine. Matt Jones right. has the Compared to the You're, big five point six four you got out of Russell Wilson, how did? Well, how yes, that was a up? pain, and I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have played him coming off the injury. I'm not like I'm just saying like his team. It took a lot of scoring from players that don't usually score that much to to have a high scoring week. You can't rely on your kicker and uh, your kicker in your defense averaging twenty five a week, or Devonte Smith playing a Denver team that completely smoked. The Dallas Cowboys to put up two touchdowns. Like it's just it's very much an anomaly. You're criticizing him that he only scored ninety-eight points. You've only done that four times this year across ten games. I'm not I'm saying he's not getting points from reliable sources. And that you is, that is, are well, Neither no, are I, no why is that right, was that right. ever brought up that this I am is devolving was, was that quick. brought up? I don't think it was. <laughs> I'm not saying my team does great. I'm saying Adithia got points Aaron, from things you cannot rely into on. This chat boasting about how you have the second best team in the league. I when I came into this chat saying that. Yes. Okay. Jason, that is what he said. Correct. I no. think he might have said that he was eight and two, which is yes. still a stretch. Okay. It's not a stretch. That's a fact. <laughs> so, so here's what I'm. Like, I don't know, I Devontae Smith, let's be real, he was inconsistent earlier in the year. Um, he's had six targets in each of the last two games, um, over six in three of the last four. Um, and he's had at least uh, four receptions in each of those, like, three games. Uh, he scored three touchdowns across the last two weeks. Not saying that, um, like, it's necessarily sustainable because he's a rookie and um, things can happen. But he scored 20-plus points against the number two and number nine defenses, respectively, across the next two weeks. The um, the um, hardest defense that he has to play the rest of the year is the Giants' defense, and that's number 17. So, like, for the rest of the season, he is, like, um, just uh, by definition, favorable matchup. So I'm excited to see what Devontae Smith can do the rest of the year. Yeah, I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't get too excited. Um, I think Eagles fans would tell you that that's a bad idea when it comes to <laughs> their team. Um, that's true. But that was the biggest upset of the week for sure. Adithia pulling out the win here. It's an upset by definition. The records show, and and usually, usually, and again, we need to emphasize how Eric got here to eight and two, and the, the way he got there is uh, good teams playing down and having ba- very bad weeks. So to see a bad team have a really good week against him is, is uh, kind of shocking. Um, whatever the fancy defense he had um, game plan for that week, maybe uh, they didn't prepare for, for Mac Jones to make quite as many passes. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the air attack was certainly something that Eric couldn't stop, though, because Devontae Smith and Mac Jones combined for about 50 points. So, Eric, work on that pass defense, buddy. You'll be back in it next week. Don't worry about it. But let's move in to week 11 and, and preview some of these matchups. we got a whole fresh week of pick to make here. 
Um, and the first matchup we're going to start out by picking is Trevor B. Jackson. Um, so far, and that confirms it. Sorry, it just happened live on air. Uh, it is a sweep for Jackson in the pick'em. Jackson, do you want to do the honors of, of talking about why, about why you think the panel gave you the sweep? This week? Well, as it stands right now, Trevor probably to have a good shot needed to check his team before waivers ran to get the best quarterback available. I think now he's going to be stuck with maybe Joe Flacco off waivers when he picks him up. Now that Mike White for, I mean, honestly, it's inexplicable that Mike White is being benched for Joe Flacco as someone who's been listening to New York Jets talk radio for the past several months. uh, They are outraged. And I think reasonably so. I don't know why you wouldn't keep rolling with a 26 year old quarterback that showed a spark. um, And instead you're tossing in some mid 30 year olds who I guess like I, the only thing I can think of is that this is their way to transition back to Zach Wilson. Like they got to get people to realize like, this is how bad it could be. And Zach Wilson is somehow a step up from that. Um, Aside from that, I think I get kind of bailed out in a sense by Daryl Henderson and Cortland Sutton being on by. I think that's big. And that, and Trevor, I I don't know. I mean, he's got some players on the bench to put in, but he's going to have to make some moves probably in order for that to happen. Yeah, I, it's very confusing what the New York Jets are doing, as always. Um, and because this team is led by a New York Jet, um, they are going to have just as confusing results week to week, I think. Uh, it's, it's a pretty clear win here for you, Jackson. You got your boys back here. Um, everyone's healthy. CD, Mike Evans. Well, Cordero's out, yeah. Tommy. Tommy, the man in the arena just released. He So he's going to be definitely playing better um, now that he's getting more followers on the social, the social medias. <laughs> um, pretty soon you'll see him TikTok dancing on the logo. Uh, but either way, it's a, it's a pretty clear – and if you look at the projections, Jackson's projected about 100 points and Trevor's only projected about 60. So it's not necessarily like we're – this is a pretty comfortable lead, uh, and I, I I feel good saying you have the edge in in this matchup. Yeah, I, I have to win this to keep pace with Rafi at this point, so we'll see. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that more when we get to uh, Rafi's matchup. Um, uh, he plays me this week, so um, we can get into that. But we're gonna talk about Linnea and Travis as um, the second matchup in the pick'em here. Um, it is another sweep. For Linnea, Eric, do you want to talk about why uh, the panel is giving the edge to Linnea this week? I mean, well, playing a Travis team who I I don't know without without Tyler Higby at the tight end position, I don't think Travis made a waiver claim for that, so that might be a last second decision. But hey, I don't know. it's it's tar- it's hard to go against Josh Allen as a quarterback overall. I think. Him against Lamar Jackson is tough. If if Kareem Hunt can't, I don't know. That's another thing. I don't think Kareem Hunt is coming back in, so we'll probably have to see Ty Johnson in there. But I just, I don't know. It's Travis's team just isn't that inspiring besides Keenan Allen, whereas you have, I mean, Jacoby Myers scored his first touchdown in the NFL last week. He gets to play Atlanta this week. You might see a lot more production here. DK Metcalf against Arizona. Russ is going to have to throw the ball regardless of how that outcome goes. Hopefully Kyler Murray plays, so it's a competitive game. 
Dan Arnold is I yeah, he was one of my tight ends earlier in the season. He's starting to come off. He's had pretty good showings the past three weeks there, and you'll see. I mean, that's going to be a tight end difference there. And Michael Gallup came off last week, and uh, it wasn't like the greatest game against uh, Atlanta, but you get to see Casey. Hopefully, that game script might be a little more forward. Um. For Linnea's team in general, but uh, I don't know Travis's team. When you have teams just like, um, like Joshua Kelly in there, and you, I mean Tyler Higby, there's no backup tight end. You have Khalif Raymond in there too, which well, is kind of like been pretty good lately. Actually, he's one of the bright spots really? on this team. Has he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he he scored yeah, five points last week, but the weeks prior, he scored he zero. Oh, 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 oh! I didn't scroll down. Well. Prior to the bye, he was good, and uh, it looks like he has just absolutely fallen off. But he had two weeks above 10 points. Hey, he was getting a lot of targets there for a while. He he could be a guy that comes back into play here. Uh, he's not a he's not a great option, I agree. Kenny Galladay probably should be in there. but um, I, Yeah, you got to mention that'll be, that'll be a change that'll happen. Uh, we should also mention, we left it out of the Week 10 recap, but Linnea suffered a heartbreaking loss last week um at the hands of rafi nonetheless um but basically she went into monday night was it with like a i think it was like or wait was the chiefs game monday night or sunday night that was sunday night right yep yep so she had i believe like a 30 point lead over and rafi just had mahomes and harrison butker and i mean mahomes hasn't put up more than 25 in like the last six or seven weeks and obviously he ended up just balling out scored 33 and Butker put up another 10 and I mean that was her chance frankly to be just a game out of the division we'll talk more about that later but it'll be interesting to see how her team responds after that type of defeat yeah is there going to be personal feelings Jackson you know the two coaches here pretty well well um I can provide you some insight here give me one minute Let's see. Because Thanksgiving could get real awkward if this comes to the future. Yeah. You know, uh, hopefully both coaches decide to leave football at the door. Um, so uh, in, a, in a family group chat, uh, our Rafi's my mom asked if Mahomes scored enough for him to win, to which Rafi responded in all caps, yeah, I won. To which my mom um, made the correct observation, you must have one unhappy girlfriend. To which Rafi simply replied, yeah, dot, dot, dot. So it shows you how the joy of winning fantasy football may sometimes be dampened by uh, interpersonal relationships. Yeah, well, I'm sure those two can move past this uh, because they're going to probably face off again in the playoffs. Uh, Most likely. And uh, that is going to be one awkward grudge match if uh, if they don't get over the hump. Um so that's another sweep pick for Linnea. Two sweeps to begin the week, just like last week. Um, so it's looking pretty good for Jackson and, and Linnea right now. Our our sweep pick them has been getting better every week. Like if we if we pick you to win, if all of us pick you to win, the odds you win, something they're north of sixty percent now. I know that. I don't know the exact statistic, but we've been we've been hitting them at a clip. Well, there there was the one week we went ten for ten that kind of helped you that statistic. Okay, that is that was totally beside the point. It has nothing to do with the integrity of our yeah, statistics. Actually, I don't want to throw this out there, but um, Linnea, when we choose Linnea on sweeps, Uh-oh. it doesn't go oh, well no. for her. Someone We're should 0 for 3. Someone should definitely yeah, squirrel. Yeah, someone, someone should squirrel. 
All right, the next matchup we got to talk about is Blake v. Jason. Uh, this one is, I, I think, I think, uh, is it going to be a sweep in the pick'em? Is it not going to be a sweep in the pick'em? We'll talk about it. I, Jason, right now, in my mind, has the edge, um, despite his quarterback issues, just because of that, that loaded roster he has that we talk about every week. Um, but Blake does have the upset potential here. Make no mistake. If Dak can play a decent game against Kansas City and not a Cooper Rush-style um, lame football fest, I don't know how to put it, um, then he could be in good shape um, to have it, uh, hopefully a healthy Antonio Gibson um, get a touchdown or two and put him up for the win. But we will see what Guys, what are your thoughts? Eric, what's your thoughts on this matchup um, looking at Jason v. Blake? Does Blake have an outside shot at the win here? I mean, probably not. It would take his star players to have their best games. And it's, I mean, as much, when you like, even look at the flex position here, you have Emmanuel Sanders, who's been, who was hot for a minute, but hasn't been lately. And now that Aaron Jones is probably going to be out one to two weeks, you probably have one of the hottest ads this week, AJ Dillon, who had one of his best weeks um, ever um, last week. To go against Minnesota this week, he's going to be the running back one this week. And then just look at everything else on Jason's team besides the quarterback, who Simeon probably averages, I think, roughly, it's looking like 15 points a week the past three weeks anyways around that. So it's not like he's a joke at quarterback. I'm sure Dak will most likely outscore him, but it's just I think that gap is going to be fairly small. But JT is probably the best running back in football right now, now that Derrick Henry's out. He's actually tied for most yards with Derrick Henry, which is a pretty insane stat when you think about the pace Derrick Henry was at. Najee Harris will always get points. He's the RB4. He's always going to have a role of total yards in the receiving game. Debo Samuel, I like, the 49ers offense is just very weird to me. Um, but he's always involved. He's going to score you 20 points a week. Um, I don't know how with Garoppolo's just all over the place. Mar Chase is going to get you points. I I don't know. I I don't know. It would really take Blake's best week. He's probably got to score over 120 to beat Jason, so I, I really don't see it. Jackson, but you think he can get it done. Uh, yeah, until but... Jason replaces someone in his defensive slot, I am obligated to go with Blake. You start a full roster, you have a better shot of winning the game. Jason, would you like to explain this coaching decision? Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm considering dropping P.J. Walker uh, just because Cam Newton is in line to start. But Cam yeah. Newton also hasn't been officially named the starter. So just going to like hold out and see. Um, but yeah, now that I have um, a at least kind of weekly starter in Trevor Simeon, um, I feel a lot more comfortable about getting rid of Walker. So your intent is to pick up a defense. Um, that I'm not sure about yet. Um, mm. Because part of it is that I don't need a win here. Um, so, like, I don't know. If Blake has a good game, let him have a win. Um, and Blake definitely does have a chance to win. The Kansas City defense is not that great especially against quarterbacks and one of Dak Prescott's stature. Um, 
the Eagles defense is a little bit tougher against quarterbacks and uh, Trevor Simeon has performed well recently um, about 15 points a week like Eric was saying uh, I think that he's a serviceable quarterback and um, like he's not going to win anyone a league but I think with him on my roster I definitely have a strong chance um, to uh, win the league Um Naheem Hines, even though um, Jonathan Taylor has really taken on more of a lead back this lead back role this year, uh, there's always the chance. And I don't know, he just has a bunch of players that have the potential to perform well. And some of my players have shown glimpses of inconsistency across the last few weeks. Um, so there is definitely the chance for Blake to um, pull off a win this week. Well, you heard it here first. If Blake wins, it's because Jason threw. (laughs) That's what I heard. Guys, our next matchup um, is between Adam and RJ. Uh, As of right now, it stands as a a pick'em sweep uh, for Adam. But but alas, we should probably talk about this because I I have a feeling it's a little bit closer than the projections. Say right now, Adam's projected at 102 and RJ's projected at um, only 70 points, but if if Devontae Booker comes back this week, um, that'll be a, a, a much-needed source of points for RJ. And Kendrick Bourne had a great week last week. If he could have anything close to that, um, it could put RJ in position to win here, only because Mike Davis has been um, not great. And, uh, and Devin Singletary, um, has he been hot lately? He has been not hot, but he's not been <laughs> terrible either. So I just think that uh, Adam's team's a little bit cold, and RJ's guys are a little bit hot. So um, Adam's team's the better team here in my mind. Um, Jalen. So Hurst this is where this Baker. is where the trade between RJ and Adam really comes into focus. Oh, I forgot about that. And when that trade first happened, I know it looks skewed, right? It looked. I mean, and and. I think most of us, I mean, that, that was before the AJ Brown breakout, which is fair, but you kind of felt like that was coming. So what I assumed RJ was trying to do was to trade Adam players that had bye weeks during this week 11 matchup to give him an edge to beat Adam, right? Because, like, that's something that, like, a very tactical strategist fantasy owner might try to do. However, I'm looking at the lineup now, and it appears that it's flipped, that RJ probably accidentally offered Adam a trade that involved RJ receiving players that are on mm-hmm. by this week. And That's- so like, I was going to say this is a Tim Patrick revenge game, but Tim Patrick can't even play. And it's hard to see AJ Brown considering this a revenge game. Cause reasonably RJ dealt him to the better team. He was probably glad to be free. So I, I just, I don't see how RJ emerges from this. Adam has the better wide receivers. He has the better running backs. He has the higher scoring quarterback, at least for fantasy, the better quarterback. And I mean, tight end considered a toss up, but I, I just don't see how RJ flips the narrative here. Well, and Tim Patrick and Melvin Gordon have been um, right. great for They've RJ been, so far. Yes. And Calvin Ridley being out too, you know, is, is Yuan now too. So this is just another nail in the coffin of RJ's season, I fear. And uh, that is why it is a sweep. For He's Adam. playing for pride at this point. Absolutely. Um, we can move on here to a 
sort of more interesting matchup. It's myself versus Rafi this week. So Christian B. Rafi. I've lost the last three weeks, as predicted, uh, after losing Derrick Henry. I haven't been able to pick up a win. It's been they've been hard fought, but uh, you know I've been keeping my points for up. But but that's about it. Uh, nothing to show for it. Um, and just every week I, I seem to be scrounging one or two players from my bench to to slot in there. Um, and Matt Stafford's on by this week. So Taylor Heineke is in, and he will have to duel with Patrick Mahomes, who has just found himself uh, once again. I picked Rafi this week. I don't feel good picking against Patrick Mahomes and James Conner, and I've been picking for Rafi this whole year. Uh, but, uh, well, Eric and Jason, you, it looks like you guys agree with me and picked for Rafi, but Jackson, you disagree? You think I'm going to pull this one out? Yeah, I disagree. I mean, I recognize Rafi's on a five-game winning streak. You're on a three-game losing streak. But I, I just want you to win, Christian, in regards to the standings. And so I'm putting my faith in you. Well, that's unfortunate. But uh, I'm sure Taylor will be reinvigorated. Christian, by, uh, I really need you to win this game. I can't tell you how much I want to win <laughs> this division. I've, like, I've won one division before. I really want to win. I feel like I have the team. I just keep shafting myself. So... Yeah. You got to win. Right, well, you gotta, we're going to try. You've got to win. The two-headed beast to of David Johnson and Tony Pollard will try to get the job done against Jamal Williams and Christian, James Conner. I will give you C.D. Lamb in my yum job game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what good he would do for me. I, really, I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. My receivers are my strong suit on my team. And the unfortunate yeah, part is I just picked fair. the wrong Las Vegas receiver each week. I have Renfro and Edwards, and I seem to pick the wrong one each time. Um, <laughs> but alas, it's basically a sweep for Rafi, uh, unless I pull out a miracle game here. Uh, I, I mean, you don't need a miracle, I don't think. But not a miracle, but you just uh, need Rafi's players to play bad. Exactly. I need <laughs> maybe I maybe Eric was contagious, and hopefully I get his <laughs> fantasy defense against good teams because I could really use it going forward. Um, we are going to talk about, uh, the giant slayer himself. Uh, Adithia is going against Mark this week. Um, Eric, do you want to walk us through this matchup? Mark Adithia. Yeah. It it is a little tough this week. Cooper cups on by and he's obviously been probably the biggest Surprised yeah, that wide receiver won there, but it, the thing with the Dithia's team is like I mean I I mentioned this before I found scoring in very inconsistent ways. We'll see today how Mac Jones does against Atlanta if he can score another three touchdown game. If if David Montgomery can come in and score a decent amount of points, that's great. But you can't expect a repeat performance from Devontae Smith. I don't even know if Allen Robinson is going to play this week, and honestly, if he does. Who knows how many points he's going to have? Um, I don't know. A side comment: Why Adithia is so apt on keeping him? There are definitely people who are interested in Allen Robinson still, um, but he—I don't know—he didn't want to trade him to me. I know, like, I don't know. That's a side comment. So, so Eric, Eric, why do you want Allen Robinson? Because I think, <clears throat> well, I have a feeling that Fields will start getting better down the line, but. Okay, so tell me then why Adithia should trade Allen Robinson. <laughs> because Robinson is doing so bad right now. And it's like you, you need – you would like to see 
at least a better flex option if you can have one there. At this point, it's the sunk cost fallacy um, for him, I believe. Um, I think that he is still kind of rattled because I was really pushing to make the trade um, that we made earlier. I was pushing to make it Jonathan Taylor and Allen Robinson, and we settled on Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase. So I think that he might be a little bit paranoid that if he trades another receiver, they're going to be fantastic for their new team. Yeah, that's that's fair. It, I don't know. It, it's we'll see if if Adithia can pull off two in a row. But I, I don't know. Mark's been Mark's been a pretty hot team. I mean, he's won his last two games. Herbert. I mean, Ramondi. Ramondre Stevenson, sorry, had a hell of a game last week. We'll see how he does. He's actually playing right now at the time of this podcast, one fact. Um, I, mean, I don't know, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, I don't know what it is with some of these. I forgot to mention in the past game, uh, one of the games we were talking about with Adam Thielen versus Green Bay. Minnesota has some wacky games. It wouldn't surprise me if Jefferson has a pretty good game. And then, of course, I mean, we have Deontay Foreman, who I don't know why. Pete, yeah, Jason had a very – good message on other teams can pick up solid running backs there. I know Deontay Foreman was on my radar, but like why, why, who like, who let Mark get him? Like Mark has way, I guess he has waiver 15. Like Deontay Foreman had, was probably the, the wide receiver or the running back to pick up this week. And we have what five, five teams in front of Mark that didn't pick him up. Oh, no, sorry. Wow. You had a Mark's 15th. Because uh, because he made a move. Mark is oh, actually... Because he, so it's worse? Yeah, so still. Mark is 10th in the league, so there's 10 teams that could have picked up before him, including mm-hmm. Christian. Yeah, so Christian, uh, nice. do you want to explain why you're starting long? Uh, I can't even say his name. I'm sorry. There was a lapse in, in coach's judgment. We didn't have the updated intel. <laughs> uh, we were busy game planning for the week with what we had. We were so excited David Johnson was returning. We paid him all that money, so he's got to get out on the field. He still is being paid off that big contract, isn't he? So, um, that's Wait, did Adithius, did Adithius start Mac Jones this week again? Uh, yes. I love yeah. seeing my quarterbacks Locked on the other team. I mean, Mac Jones here is – absolutely breaking out um oh no i i agree i'm just i'm just i just find it funny that mac jones mac jones scored five points the one week i needed him all year and i lost by a point and a half and now he is the hot commodity well i don't know i I think the patriots as a whole are are kind of breaking yeah that's a that's i I wouldn't say mac jones himself is doing it great it's more like the whole team no, is a system a, quarterback their yeah. system is breaking out yeah they are and performing a playoff level again and it's horrifying the hoodie is mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i i'm picking a dithy in this one i know he look again i cannot argue with the fact that he won based off of like kicker and defense and uh some some pretty i don't know solid performances from players um but I really feel like this Atlanta-New England matchup could be a bloodbath, which is why I, I gave it to the edge. And I also don't know how Justin Herbert's going to do against Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just a little worried about that matchup. I, I don't know why. I know it's not something I really should be worried about. Uh, but for whatever reason, the Steelers have a, have a fun time snuffing out good quarterbacks late in the season. Uh, 
So that's just my hunch. But this is a 50-50 split. Adithia, uh, you got Jason and I on your side, and and Mark, uh, Eric and Jackson are Team Mark. Um, moving on to Noodle v. Sam. Um, you guys, Sam came off that big win last week. Josh has lost last three. Uh, and... What is the what is the deal with airline food and these teams in general? Jamal Agnew has been uh, much needed <laughs> wide receiver for Josh, uh, but right when he gets production out of Jamal Agnew, the rest of his team falls apart, and he he can't seem to get anything else going. Is this just another Aaron Rodgers um, winning week? I guess for for Sam he. Right now he has two guys on by. Odell and Van Jefferson are both in. He can probably replace them with Sammy Watkins and someone off waivers or Curtis Samuel, Carlos Hyde, one of them. No? I mean, sure. He also doesn't have Aaron Jones. I don't know. I mean, there has not been a single team that has gotten more shafted this year than Noodle. He's 10th in the league in scoring. But sits at three and seventh and dead last in conference two. I you gotta feel like the positive regression will come eventually. Yeah. Um I, it, what's the Jason, what's going up with Min, what's going on with Minnesota? Uh, in general. I, I've heard they've been very inconsistent this year. Um do you think Kirk's gonna do fine at home against Green Bay? how has he been? I've been watching yeah, I think too much Viking football this year. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, neither have I really. Um, from a fantasy perspective, he's been actually quite consistent, double-digit points in every week. Um, he had a few weeks where it was, like, below 15 points, but I don't know. When when you talk about, like, reliable quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of like the, uh, the Jalen Hurts effect. I mean, Kirk Cousins obviously has less rushing ability, but whether Kirk is a good uh, real-life quarterback is certainly a strong debate. Um, whether he's a good fantasy quarterback, I'd argue that he is, and he's proven that this year. Um, he's top 10, top 12, um, so by definition, uh, QB1. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think he'll be fine against the Green Bay defense. Uh, Green Bay has had a couple of good weeks um, defensively, but... Um, I don't know. There's just something about the, the Packers-Vikings rivalry. Divisional oh, matchup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anything can happen in those games. And with Aaron Jones being out, that really hurts Sam's case in my mind. I mm-hmm. I picked Noodle. Everyone else picked Noodle. It's a sweep for Noodle, which means we can move on to Michael V. Jacob. But this one might not be much better discussion. Um, J- Jackson, do you want to elaborate why? Well... Michael's going to need to check his team eventually if he wants to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once again. Oh, man. I mean, the reality is, like, we haven't mentioned it, but I'm not sure. I mean, he still has Rodrigo Blankenship in it. It's a starting kicker. He's been on IR since, I think, week five or six. And the reality, though, is, like, I, I hesitate to say anything because this is how Michael plays fantasy football. He's done it like this every single year. He only checks his team every two to three weeks. And yet the guy has a championship, which I don't have. And he made it to the semifinals last year. 
and I haven't made it to the playoffs in two years. So clearly he's doing something right. Um, he has a better and, record than Noodle. Yeah, you really have to question it when this works year after year. He's always five and seven or seven and five. Free There's market no fantasy football. It's all hands Basically, off. hands off. Um, you got to feel like some market correction might be nice when a player's on buy or injured reserve or questionable. But, I mean, you get what you can get, and Michael finds a way every single year. I don't think it happens this week, which really means that I, who does Michael play? Michael plays, you guessed it, Noodle next week. So that's really unfortunate for Noodle as Michael will definitely improve to 5-7. and seven. But this week, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Joe Mixon not in? Why? Oh, oh, because the last time, the last time he checked his team was when Joe Mixon was on by. I mean, that... See, I, 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 got I, I don't know. I might personally message him because I need him to beat Jacob. So we'll see if I can don't get him it. to check his team, but... Don't you do it. <laughs> Even then, it's an outside shot. Yeah, so, 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 so Michael checked his team last week because Joe Mixon was on by right. last week. See, so, like, he checks his team. It's just when he checks his team is sporadic. And so, yeah, Joe Mixon, was in the, Joe Mixon was in the week before when he scored 95 without a kicker. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> you, can't, you can't argue with the guy. You can't argue with the guy. Been, well, blanket ship's been out for how long now? It's been that a while. Hasn't yeah, it, he's more Week like six. a, a Week six. He's, he's more of a team mascot at this yeah, point. Yeah, they kind of turned <laughs> him around on yeah. the stretcher. And uh, no, I don't know what his injury is. I don't think he's on a stretcher. But uh, it's a sweep for Jacob, nonetheless. Michael, check your team, guys. We got to talk about Hunter Tom. Two oh, I do. Two. I, before we go, move on though. I do have Tom to Tom? say though. Yeah. Before yesterday, Rodrigo Blankenship, they had a note that he had been put on IR from, like, October 6th. And they just hadn't updated it. They're like, yeah, he's going to be out three weeks. And here we are, like, six weeks later, and they still hadn't said anything other than, yeah, he's going to be out three weeks. But as of yesterday, they said he just remains on IR. So it sounds like the, orga- uh, the Colts organization's typical <laughs> transparency policy. On all yeah. injuries, just hide it until the media <laughs> figures it out on their own, basically. Or the yeah. player, I'm sure we'll see Rodrigo Blankenship out there in like a wheelchair in like two years uh, when the Colts tell us about his toe sprain or something like that. You know, they'll they'll play it down. Hopefully, no severe internal organ damage for Rodrigo, uh, as befell Andrew Luck, the great one. Uh, rip in peace, Andrew Luck's career. Hopefully we see him in the XFL, though. Um, any final thoughts on, on that matchup, though? Sorry, I kind of hijacked it on Blake and Chip. No? No, you Hunter v. Tom. Let's talk about it. We got a 50-50 split. Eric and I are going Team Hunter on this one, and Jackson and Jason are picking Tom to win. Eric, uh, represent Team Hunter. Talk about why Hunter's got the edge in this one. Uh, one of the biggest things that you got to monitor is Kamara. He logged a limited practice on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday, which seems like he might be trending towards not playing. Um, might just keep it safe. And be honest, and I'm probably a little biased. Uh, Mark Ingram did a pretty good job, anyway, starting that filling or that starting role. Um, he actually had a really good fantasy week last week. So they're being cautious. And uh, Kamara doesn't play. I think that really tilts it. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. You look at quarterback matchups, Goff versus Cleveland. Cleveland is pretty tough compared to if Tua is the starter for this week. Um, and he did practice fully, gets to go against the Jets team. That game might be a little more competitive. Austin, I mean, Austin Eckler is, um, he's been very good this year. And it looks like also James Robinson is going to play this week too. So, I mean, that's a pretty easy running back differential right there that you're going to see. I mean, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, I don't know what's going on with Mike Williams. This dude has been pretty quiet, but if if he does decide to go off this week, um, you know, he's capable of putting 30-plus points. That is definitely there. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for, for Tom, really, is just Donovan Peoples-Jones and George, Kitt- or, yeah, George Kittle, which I think with, with Hunter's team, there's just so many ways that he can kill you with, with Eckler, Robinson, Amari Cooper versus KC is enticing. Mike Williams versus Pittsburgh is not as enticing, but I don't know. With Tom, if Kamara doesn't play, you're relying a lot on Donovan Peoples-Jones and George Kittle. And I don't know if the – I mean, George Kittle might be a guy you can rely on. But I don't know about Donovan Peoples-Jones. Especially, I mean, Peoples-Jones didn't practice today either. So, got a few injury concerns there. Do those injury concerns not concern you, Jason? Uh, you have Tom in the pick Talk about why. Yeah, I think um, James Robinson also has an injury concern. It's not necessarily certain that he's going to play either. Um, yeah, Kamara's definitely a question mark, um, and Tom will be in some trouble if he doesn't play. But even with Chupa Hubbard in, I think uh, Peoples-Jones will be fine. Um, he's kind of developed into the second wide receiver without Odell Beckham Jr. Um, obviously, the big question, will he play? Um but even if he doesn't, I think Tom has enough players that have like elite potential in um, Kenny Drake, Michael Pittman, George Kittle, Corey Davis. Not saying that those players are necessarily like elite, um, similar to a Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor type, where they'll um, show out week in and week out. Um, but they definitely have the potential to um, perform really well. And so I, I just like uh, Tom's chances just a little bit more. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is a close one. I think there's some questionable <clears throat> players on both sides, and injuries will definitely play a factor. And in the victor, uh, hopefully both teams have full rosters and we get a good matchup. But uh, this will be one that splits uh, the field in the pick'em for sure. The final matchup we're going to talk about for Week 11 is Sydney v. Eric. Is this a rivalry game, Eric? Yes, this is. And what's on the line here? So... What's on the line is with next weekend um, is the Axe game, and the winner of this game will have their drinks for paid for by the loser for that entire weekend. That sounds like so, a delightful door prize. That uh, sounds like a terrifying idea. How oh, yes. do you feel about your chances at those free drinks for the weekend? How do you feel about your matchup, Eric? I mean, I if... The big thing that, that determines how it feels if Clyde Edwards-Alaire plays, because if, if he doesn't, it's most likely going to have to be Alexander Madison in that RB2 position. If Kamara doesn't play and it, he is trending down, I think Mark Ingram's capable of scoring double digits. But uh, I don't know. My team is, is fairly healthy right now besides Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but uh, you can't say the same thing about Sydney's team. Alex Collins, didn't pra- or he had a limited practice today. Chubb, I don't – He, there's a chance he plays. Chubb is probably the biggest person I'm scared of. I don't know what's going to happen and if he does play and 
If he does play, it's also against Detroit. So that's, I mean, that's an easy, possibly 25-plus point game. Tyler Lockett versus Arizona. There's a reason why I'm not playing Russell Wilson this week. I, he did not look good. I Russ did not look good last week. A lot of people think he should have taken more time for that finger, but I think Russ just really wanted to get out there because that finger, it, that injury was roughly around like a six- to eight-week injury, and I think he only came back after four weeks. So you might see some progression. That game against Green Bay, I fell asleep during that game, and I'm a Packers fan. 17 to 0 game. That was pretty tough to watch. Marquise Brown, um, two missed practices in a row. And even if he does play, it's a, against the Bears. And you have someone like Rashad Bateman, whose target share has been going up week after week since he's been healthy. Um, not to say that he's going to have a bad game, but um, there's definitely more competition for targets um, in Baltimore. Brad Fryermuth, I'm a bit scared of. Cole Beasley is very polarizing when he has those 20-point weeks. But I think overall, I mean, solid team. Darnell Mooney had one of the best games week nine before the bye. Stephon Diggs went off last week. Dawson Knox, I hope they uh, get him more into the game plan. He had a pretty rough week last week, but he also just came off of injury. And then Darius Toney. He had a really rough week, week nine before the bye. But if they use him like they know how to use him, which is just a lot of short passes, getting him the ball in some sort of capacity, you see what he could do. He could put up 24 points in a given week. So, well, we'll, we'll see. I, If you were to ask me right now, I mean, I picked myself. Um, I think my team's a lot healthier than Sydney's team right now. But uh, a lot of it depends on the Kamara injury and then um, also the Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury as well. Yeah, um, I picked you as well, Eric. I just know I, I still have faith in the trend that you have great fantasy defense against good teams, um, which means that Sydney's team will perennially, un, perennial, perennially, what's that word? Perennially? I think it's perennially. I don't know if I'm using that right. His team will underperform. Uh, and that probably means Nick Chubb's going to be out with COVID stuff or or. Or something. He might stub his toe walking onto the field. I don't know. But there's no way Nick Chubb plays this game because Eric knows people and they get the job done, I guess. Uh, Jason, you're not afraid of Eric's people. You probably think Nick Chubb is going to play this week. Jackson, mm-hmm. you as well. Um, do you guys oh, want to um, talk about why I've, you think Sydney has the edge here? I, I realized I've just chosen Sydney every single week this season, oh, which, so didn't, look great, which yeah. didn't look great. Which didn't look great in route to his uh, one in four start. But hey, he is now six and four. He's won five straight. I've been with him the entire way, so gotta stick with him now. Yeah, it's yeah. nice you support your employees. So yeah, his <laughs> tight ends are just unstoppable. The they tight did ends. Brag about that. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to talk about why Sydney has the edge? Just tight ends. That's it. Yeah, tight ends. Um, <laughs> really, fire fire everywhere. Is um, the sole I mean, reason Sydney's winning this game? <laughs> it, Just I mean, you wait. Edward Zellier is not a very great back. And yeah, if Kamara plays, Ingram will be second fiddle. Um, yeah, it, Sydney's receivers outpace Eric's. Um, yeah, do that line. I don't know if they do this. Marquise week. Brown and Tyler Lockett against Stefan Diggs and Darnell Mooney. Mar- Marquise Brown is the number six wide receiver on the year. Like, mm-hmm. I understand he's boom bust. Like, that's the reality. Both like typically you only want one of your two wide receivers to be boom bust, right? You want the other guy to be more like conventionally 
uh, steady. Like, that's kind of like your traditional football strategy, right? Both of Sydney's players are literally two of the biggest boom-bust wide receivers in the NFL right now. And so it's one of those things where they could combine for four points or they could combine for 60. Yeah, so he just has to look out for the boom-boom week. Is that what you're Exactly. And I don't think it's this week. I think Tyler Lockett has a better game against Arizona. Not sure if Marquise Brown does against Chicago on the road. But I don't know. I just, I've been a big truther for Sydney throughout the year, and I intend <laughs> to sounds, stick with that. That sounds fine. Um, well, that's it for the Week 11 matchups. Uh, do we want to take a look at the, the playoff, playoff picture, picture before right. America gets their popcorn ready? Yes. Eric, are you ready? Sure. Jason, are you ready? Yes, sir. Christian, are you ready? Aye, aye, Captain. Then we shall begin. All right, starting it off in Conference 1. Jason has locked up the number one seed in the first conference. He'll have home field advantage and a first round bye throughout the playoffs at 9-1. and one. He has nothing really left to play for. His points for are just well above the rest. Then that brings us to Rafi at number two at 7-3, and three, followed closely by Blake and myself at 6-4. and four. That division is completely up for grabs. Christian, who do you think takes it home this 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 division i think rafi's gonna take it home because i can't get the win this week all right that would certainly give rafi a high advantage eric do you agree with that uh, tough one i'll probably go with you on this all right that would essentially require either christian to beat rafi this week or blake to upset rafi next week jason what are your thoughts yep once again hate to agree with eric but i'm going with you all right, well, week 12 matchup will be big. Mahomes is on by for Rafi, which might be critical to Blake's success. I'll need to win out, though, in the process, and that will include needing a win over Linnea in week 12. We look at here at the 5-6-7 spots. We've got Christian at 5-5. Five and five. He's basically locked into the playoffs. And then Linnea and Trevor at 4-6. and six. They slipped. They've lost two straight, each of them. Meanwhile, Adam improved to 3-7. and seven. Do you guys think that Adam can sneak in and steal that last guaranteed spot over Linnea or Trevor? Jason, what are your thoughts? No, Linnea takes it, hands down. What about Trevor? Like between Trevor and there's, Linnea? There's two, there's two spots. There's two, oh, spots. There's two spots. Does Adam steal one of them for Trevor or Linnea? Yep, Adam and Linnea will make it. Okay, Eric, do you, do you, like, do you like Trevor to hang on or do you think Adam will steal it? I, I like um I don't I don't like Trevor this week. I think I gotta go with Adam and Linnea. Eric, Eric Christian, do you concur? Uh, yeah, only because of the pick of this week. It's so pivotal for all the, three of these teams. Well, if Adam does pass Trevor, then on record, uh, Trevor has about 60 points for more than Adam does already, so that would basically be a lock for him. There's really no way that Trevor doesn't make the playoffs at this point, barring some miracle from Travis or RJ. So, Travis, RJ, well, first, RJ needs to get a win against Adam to keep him down, and they need to win big. Adam's up 70 points on Travis, 73 on RJ. Uh, so then we move on to Conference 2, uh, where we've got now Jacob takes over the pole position, uh, number one seed, but he is tied in record with Eric. Jacob on a five-game win streak, 940 points for Eric at 885. Eric, you still like your shot to win the division, get the number one seed here? 
probably give it to Jacob. I'm going to be realistic here. He's got the points for um, pretty shake, bit of a shaky matchup against Sid, but I think I could beat Tom next week. So we'll see. I think I think it is uh, Jacob's division as of right now. Certainly his to lose. He controls his own destiny. Christian, do you think Jacob keeps it that way or no? Uh, oh, th- th- yeah, yeah, I think he keeps it that way. He's, okay. he's pulling away here. Jason, care to be contrarian? Nope, going with the current division leader. All right, well, then we hop over to the other division. So whichever team wins that division, the other one will basically be guaranteed between Jacob and Eric will be guaranteed that uh, by to week 15 or week 14 at a minimum because we've got Sydney and Tom tied at six and four for this division. However, Mark's at five and five with 30 points more points for more. Uh, which of these three teams do you like between Tom, Sydney, and Mark? Christian, we'll start with you. I, I really liked Tom's team up until last week when he let me down. I am gonna go with Mark. Mark, all right, the dark horse here, certainly. Uh, Eric, how about you? I, I, it's, uh, I, I kind of like going with Mark here. He's got the points for advantage. We can just get the same record. Um, and it's funny because I play Sydney and Tom these next two weeks, so I am a very big factor in how this division shakes out. I think I beat Tom next week. I don't know how this week goes for Sydney. I do like Mark. So you have to think there, uh, if if Eric wins his division, you have to like Mark's chances there. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? Yep, I'm going with Sydney. Um, I, he has a cakewalk this week, and I think that he'll uh, take the division. All right. Well, that brings us then to the, perhaps the largest cluster in the entire league, and that is Hunter at 4-6, and six, Adithia at 4-6, and six, Michael at 4-6, and six, Sam at four and six, and Noodle at three and seven. There are only three playoff spots there available. Now, Noodle might be three and seven, but he currently holds the eighth and final playoff spot because of points four. And he has about, he's over 130 more points for than Michael and Sam do. So for any of those four teams, Hunter, Adithia, Michael, and Sam to make the playoffs, they are going to have to basically win those last two spots based on record. So which of these guys will just go down the line? Do you guys think Hunter makes it into the playoffs, Christian? Yes. Eric? Yep. Jason? Yes. All right, so between the final three, then Adithia, Michael, and Sam, who are you taking, Jason? I'm going with uh, Noodle and um, Adithia. All right, Eric? Yeah, Noodle's got to be that other one. Yeah, Noodle is basically a lock based off of Mm -hmm. points four between those four. So then between Adithia, Michael, Sam. I hate all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, folks. I'll go... Oh, this sucks. I'll I'll go Adithia. All right, Christian. Uh, I, it's a Dithia, Michael, or Sam. It, it, is, isn't there two spots left? Am I wrong? There's only one so spot. The, there, three so, so the it's three of them left. are fighting for the last spot based on record. Noodle, because Noodle has over 100 points for more than the rest of them, he's going, like, even if he makes it on record, he's going to be guaranteed that points for spot. I'll go with a Dithia. Okay, so that concludes it. Uh, just now that we're off time, we can walk through what the, those playoff matchups would look like in week 13, which 
mind you, there are still teams on by in week 13 and week 14, which is really unfortunate with how the NFL schedule shook out. But week 13, right now you would see Christian facing off against Adam and Linnea against Trevor. And then in conference two, you would be seeing Mark take on Noodle and Hunter take on Adithia. And so then you would see Tom and Eric getting buys to the second round of the playoffs, along with myself and Blake. And then Jason, Rafi, Jacob, and Sydney would be your division winners if the season ended today. So you look at it, uh, we look at our division winners that we chose at the start of the year. A lot of us said Jason, all of us had Sydney. Uh, not terrible, really. The kind of shocking thing, though, is we had three different picks for division four none of which were jacob and no one shows rafi so jacob and rafi the uh the surprises if you will yeah and you know injuries play a part in that but also um jacob has just really struck gold to leonard fournette um for yes for yeah. lack of a better word and was able to make up that i think we all kind of ruled him out after michael thomas it was clear he's he wasn't going to be coming mm-hmm. back and um and well, we'll be darned for that. Um, but yeah, we all picked. It was Hunter, Eric, Sam. Those are the people we had in contention for Division Four. Yep. So, and Division right. One remains to be seen. Uh, favorites were myself and Blake. So we'll and see. I if, was uh, that... in position to win Division Two and fulfill my yeah. own prophecy until Derek Henry went down. Oh, we don't need to talk about it. It, it. Jackson, does that about do it for playoff picture for this week? Yeah, the playoff picture segment ended with the music, oh. whatever that was. Oh, there's music. No, I was just, I was just covering up, it was covering lovely. up the division winners. Yeah. Well, I love we'll say one thing for division four is if I can win this week against Sydney, I think I win the division. Oh. Now that I think about it, I forgot that. Um, for week 12 that Jacob has a lot of buys. He has Kyler on by, Daryl Williams on by, and Travis Kelsey on by. Yeah, so Jacob needs to win this week and basically needs you to lose. Yeah. Because I think he, I mean, even with points four, you could make a uh, a major comeback with that as well. I think that's the biggest thing with Rafi's team as well is he'll have DeAndre Hopkins and Patrick Mahomes on by in week 12. So, That'll be interesting to see. Blake will need to win that game. Um, it, it'll come down to points for then, really. So yeah. Well, all twenty teams um, have been in the do mix we, here. So. Eric, Eric, do do you do you agree now that not picking up a kicker to beat Jacob was perhaps not the best idea? I mean, as of now, yeah. In hindsight, I will agree. Okay. All right, I'll take that as a win. I think the division, I, I mean, I would not expect Jacob to go on a five-game win streak at the time. That's You're fair. Absolutely. I mean, I guess, like, it's just, it's tough because of all games for it to be two, that it was Jacob, that it was basically a two-game uh, right. turnaround. Right. But there, I mean, like, I, I can still see if you were to ask me the week after. I, 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 I mean, the reality, Eric, is that if we weren't flaming you for being eight and two with 14th in point scoring... Jacob is eight and two and is two, four, six, eight. He's ninth in points for. So I mean it's not like Jacob's team is a top five scoring team even. He's hardly top ten. So 
it's just one of those things where I think you get a lot of the slack because, or he avoids getting the slack just because there's someone that is comparatively worse, if that yeah, makes sense. I get that. He gets the slack, you get the flack. But yeah, that's the word. Thing. America is is ready. I assure you, the Orville Redenbacher has been popped, and um, in in absence of a drum roll, I will go. And oh, it is time for America's favorite segment. What the heck is going on here, Jason? You have the floor. Yeah. Uh, so this week we have Antonio Brown. It seems like every week one way or the other some person is just being a moron um with covid-19 policies and this week it is um it is antonio brown while the uh allegations are still like not certain uh reports are that he tried to get a fake vaccination card um and they were also like requesting that it be a johnson johnson one or it's like if you want a Johnson and Johnson card, just get the shot. Like beggars can't be choosers. Um, the Buccaneers are denying it. Antonio Brown's uh, legal team is denying it. But like, even if he didn't ultimately get it, he might have like sought it out. Uh, it was a rumor that was kind of spreading for weeks before Thursday's report dropped. Um, like, what the heck is going on here? They're saying that he's vaccinated now, which is good. Um, but, like, I don't know. If you're if you're going to be unvaccinated, own up to it. Um, Joe Flacco was wearing a mask during um, his press conference today, um, which is Thursday. Uh, even though he isn't vaccinated, and that's certainly disappointed, at least he has the cojones to... Uh, to own up to it and um, follow policies. So, uh, Antonio Brown, what the heck is going on here? All right, Joe Flacco has huge cojones. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Twenty for Twenty podcast. We'll catch you next week when we recap Week Eleven, get into Week Twelve, and get a pretty solid look at the playoff picture. It's going to be an exciting week um for those final matchups in the final moments of the okay, year can i can i just ask why is joe flacco not vaccinated like right like the biggest argument that i've seen is players are worried that it's going to impact their performance or their play like what is joe flacco worried about how much worse could he be as an nfl quarterback? well he got the vaccine back when he was on the ravens actually he got early access to it and really he's just worried uh, about see. this booster shot all these years I later see. No, I, I mean, did he qualify for like the 55 and older section? Is that what is going on here? Oh, oh, uh, really dug deep for that one. Love the originality, eh? Yeah, I, look, Joe Flacco's elite, and the vaccine <laughs> might not be, so he needs an elite vaccine. <laughs> if That's anyone's looking for a laugh, the just search Gridiron Heights on youtube they did one this past week and they they get in a pretty good roast on aaron Rodgers. uh it's it's worth the chuckle all right all right well thank you very much for listening to the encore this has been the 20 for 20 podcast we'll catch you next week goodbye